Vera Coughlin, you are a spiritual director. You trained in spiritual direction here in the Jesuit Centre in Galway, the Centre for Spirituality, and originally from Mayo, but now living here. Tell me about what the centre meant to you. I suppose when I was invited to do this interview, I initially thought, what will I say? But then almost immediately I felt compelled to come here because I have a big thank you to say. I want to thank the soil and the soul of this house. I started my life in Galway in 1972 as a neighbour to the Jesuits just up the road as a novice with the Little Sisters of the Assumption. And when I parked my car in the September of 2014 to start the Spiritual Director's course here in number six, I felt I was having an experience that Sam Keane described so well, an experience of homecoming. That Friday evening was the first of many Fridays where I sat with, in a circle with a group of men and women, kindred spirits, around a lighted candle. And we gathered all the changing phenomena of our lives with their outer and their inner movements and allowed them to relate to and be touched by the unchanging, eternal, loving God. So when I talk about the soul of this house, I talk about it as a place where you can make a real connection with God. God within me, God between me and others, God among us, God, the God in whom we live and move and have our being. That's a beautiful tribute to what you got in this centre. The training itself, how long did it last and what did you hope to do with it and did you carry that further? The training was a two-year course and it was presented lovingly and professionally by Una Allen and by Father Brendan Comerford. And I suppose many people had talked to me over coffee or asking me to pray for them. And I felt it would be much better if I had was trained and could offer them something so that they could make a more conscious journey into the God within themselves and not be handing me <laughs> their spirit to pray for only. So I came with that desire. I also had studied Julian of Norwich and I was looking forward to getting to know a male mystic. And what the course gave me was a love for Ignatius's extravagant love of God. I think he loved God with no reservations and I loved that about him. I loved his exquisite sensitivity to the movements of our hearts and his understanding of the effective nature of our relationship with God. I loved the call to freedom he offers when we receive all that God wants to give us and allow him to draw out our best selves. And I think Ignatius was always after our best selves. I loved the wisdom that he gave in making good decisions. And I loved his wise counsel to continue to pray and surrender to God and trust in our times of desolation and the assurance that consolation will follow. So I thoroughly enjoyed, benefited enormously from that part of the course. I loved journeying with other men and women who had the same desire to know and to love and to serve God. That's important, isn't it? Because, you know, sometimes it can be quite isolating. And yet when you had a centre like this, you were able to meet people from a variety of backgrounds who nonetheless at least shared a desire yes. to develop their own spiritual life. Absolutely. And we had lovely fun times and very real sharing times and just support, I suppose, and connection. You know, it was really lovely. Did they come from all around the West? They came from around the West and from Dublin, yeah. 
And one girl came from Kilkenny, so people travelled quite a bit to come to the course, you know, admired tremendously, I must say, because it was a great effort on their part. But I think everybody saw the riches it had to offer and felt drawn by it. The lectures were, I loved the lectures and the reading material. I enjoyed that. And that was a great summary you gave of Ignatian spirituality, which is what, of course, the centre primarily that was a spiritual modality that they drew on because it was Jesuit. Yes, yes, it was. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I loved it being presented by a man and a woman as well. I, I just thought that brought a lovely balance to it. And I was heartened by it being presented by Una, a laywoman who was passionate and enthusiastic about Ignatian spirituality and brought a very different lens to it. You know, I enjoyed that and Brendan Comfort was very committed to us and he was my director on it and I owe him a lot for his encouragement and his insights. You know when you trained then as a spiritual director I mean one of the things about the centre now that it's closing is the hope that people like yourself and the people who have trained are able to carry out into the wider community and carry on the wisdom and the help they've got here. Do you think that happens? It would be my aspiration and certainly the closure of this house has made me think of what one thing can I do that would carry out this, carry on this spirit because it was a great place for lay people to meet as adult Christians and for women to meet as adult Christians and that's not always easy and so it was wonderful for that and yes that would be my aspiration to continue because I have the opportunity of seeing people now which I value enormously. So Are you involved in spiritual direction now yourself? Yes I am and that's a great privilege and I have come back here to the house when this venue has suited people and it's wonderful to come full circle and see I think I was already convinced, but it's so lovely to see people making their journey into God. It's a real sacred space and a great honour, really. And that was a wisdom of Ignatian spirituality. I mean, from the start, he was giving the spiritual exercises to people. And that was that one person could minister to another person if they themselves had had a bit of training and a bit of understanding and reflection. Yes, he was very far-seeing and very in tune and I think it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful gift. I think you give the gift to yourself as well when you go for spiritual direction because you take your life with God seriously and one spends time not allowing him to get to know us but allowing him to change us, I suppose, or to transform our lives. And I think when you're living with that level of awareness, it's a wonderful gift to give yourself and then to have somebody just who will receive you and maybe offer you some scripture or whatever. It's wonderful, I think, yeah. And do it in a way that, you know, it's rooted in everyday life. So that you're not moving into a monastery to join in the monastic prayers, which can be very beautiful. But maybe the whole point of Ignatian spirituality and why they're so well known then for training spiritual directors is that it is about finding God in everyday life. Yes, it is. And in the heart of your own humanity, in the messiness of your own humanity, that, as you say, in the everydayness of our lives, wherever they are. And I think it's it's wonderful to see, I suppose, a lot has been written on monastic spirituality and the transformative path that it is. And that's wonderful. And we all benefit from that knowledge. But I do think the family is a place of enormous transformation and it allows you to see that God is completely at work within the family and calling each one into into love, really. And it is the place of transformation and I look forward to the day when the family will be 
a leading image of the church in Ireland. That's very interesting because, you know, we had the World Meeting of Families last year, but it didn't really seem to ignite with a lot of people or connect with many people who maybe felt on the margins or who felt that a model of family that has been held up to us down the years is actually maybe more of a fantasy than a reality. Uh, You know, the holy family that nobody can really aspire to. Could you say a bit more to me, because I'm interested in what you've just said about that notion that the family is where we will maybe focus for a deep spirituality. I think the family is an amazing image of the Trinity. I think the call of love between a couple who journey together with each with our own desire and love, but with our own baggage as well. And then to be blessed with a child or children, I think you get to know the heart of God, the passionate, intimate, detailed heart of God in your family, the love and the concern you have for them. It's a very different experience of God, I think. And I just remember when I was pregnant with Aoife and felt so blessed and so grateful Uh, I was an older mother and I just felt this is my body given for you. I felt I was living Eucharist and just all the years, the pulse of God in the fact that just the joy and the love and the concern and all the ups and downs of family life and the journey one makes. And six of us neighbours were together talking recently and one of their children had left home that day for Dubai And she said to us, I went into her room and I lay on her bed to smell her. Mm. And I thought, oh, my God, I've been doing that. I didn't close the window in Eva's bedroom when she left so that I would smell her for longer. And then each of the six of us said, we have been doing that. And I just thought, what an image of the heart of God. You know, that the feminine heart of God, I think, is given so abundantly in a family setting. And yeah, I would love to see that model of church being highlighted and honoured as a place of enormous transformation. So this centre gave you a grounding in an Ignatian spirituality and also a piece of paper to say you are qualified and you've done the work that allows you to practice properly as a spiritual director. So, as you say, the the gratitude is there, even maybe a sadness at its closing. Very much the gratitude is there. And the ongoing training that we got as spiritual directors after those wonderful days of ongoing training where we could meet together again and benefit from all kinds of different training. We had post-traumatic stress response. We had Pauline Logue doing wellness with us. And I went home and wrote a poem to my daughter after that day. We had Brian O'Leary alerting us to the cultural context that we're living in and working in. Barbara Cahill did a fantastic day on the family. You just felt the incarnational God was living in the room. It was just amazing. We had Paddy Green then, who introduced us to the word of God that comes to us five times a night and that we largely ignore in our dreams. And A group of us got together and started a dream group after that. And we had such joy. We became children in the best sense and took responsibility for the joy and creativity of our lives as we worked and shared our symbols and our images. And so those ongoing days will be sadly missed because I think we all need to touch base and keep on learning. The beginner's mind is very important, I think, on this journey. I also want to mention that I did the course of the Women at the Well, 
presented by two, Moira and um, Angela. Moira McDowell and Angela Marston. Yes, and an absolute celebration of the divine feminine heart in God. And I absolutely loved it. That was another great experience. And the course with the mystics that Brendan Comerford did. And I often have an image of Brendan on a November evening in a wet, dark evening, travelling from Dublin to see me for supervision for with my directees and thinking, like, here I am bringing my little mud pies to him for his consideration. And I often marvelled at his commitment because it cannot have been the most enlightening moment in his life. <laughs> but I just loved the absolute generosity of it and the... It felt so gracious to me, I have to say, so I appreciated that. I um, enjoyed his course on the mystics. And then we had a day in Arran where we thought about with Pori King Clancy what way God incarnated himself in the Celtic psyche. And What did so you take from that, Vera? We did the patterns of the well, which I had never done before. And what I took from it was, as we went round with our seven stones seven times... Dropping a burden each time, I thought the call to freedom has been there in our psyche going back years and years and years. And we went to a mass in the cemetery that night and met the locals for a minute. On the island? On the island. And what I took from that was the comments of two older ladies who said, it was the Feast of St. Colum Gill, and they said, we loved him because he left here in a bit of a row. And we can relate to him. And he's kind of part of our journey. He's he's part of the way we are, because we know at times we feel like storming out of the house with Raoul. And that's what I took, the, the humanity, that the humanity, which might look flawed at one level, is also the window into the divine. And that's what I took from it. And just the naturalness of the spirituality of the Celt, the in tune with the rhythms of the weather, the rhythms of the day, the blessings of the ordinary tasks. Just, again, going back to the the loveliness of the ordinary. Like doing that walk with yeah. the stones or something tactile something and real. Tactile. And to see, you know, just looking at the natives doing it and you felt that they were naturally attuned to this way as they dropped the stones. I just loved that image of dropping whatever the stone is that were crippling us and walking freer after it and just seven the the kind of symbol of seven is the complete number and I just thought it was a beautiful hot day as well and we ended with a lovely meal so it was just a lovely celebration of life and living and the best of spirituality and I think here is in this house there is a wonderful appreciation of our humanity as the place of the divine you know, there is no split in it. It's just, it's everything about our life's journey is in God. And everything brings us, you know, whatever. Everything will bring us. Everything is a, a portal. So I love as well, it's a very good house for boundaries. It's very good at doing things very well and very professionally. And I appreciate that enormously. If something is offered, it will happen. And it will happen on the day and the time that it says it will. And that might sound very basic, but it's enormously helpful. It holds the boundary. And I often feel it's, for me, that's a sign of enormous respect. You know, so I appreciate that an awful lot. It will be missed. It will be missed, yes. But hopefully what we got will not die here. <laughs>